देर आर डिफरेंट कार्बन क्रेड मेकेजमीन डेवलपमेंट मेकेजम वेरीफाइड कार्बन स्टैंडर्ड बी सी एस थर्ड वन इज गोल्ड स्टैंडर्ड फोर्थ वन इज ग्लोबल कार्बन काउंसिल बी सी सी फिफ्थ वन इज इंटरनेशनल रिन्यूएबल सर्टिफिकेट सो देर आर डिफरेंट मेकेजम्स वी गिव एडवाइज सर्विस फॉर द सेम फॉर देयर रजिस्ट्रेशन वेरीफिकेशन दैन सेकेंड वन इज वेरीफिकेशन एंड देन थर्ड वन इज helping the project investors or the project owners to sell the credits and monetize those the monetize the revenue in the form of uh, climate finance hi welcome to the daily tech conversation where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs cxos and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on india i'm hariyarakli and today i bring you the second episode from a small set of conversations that stood out for me and you based on your listenership this year in this episode we go back to a conversation from march 2022 with manish dabkara cmd and ceo of eki energy services india's only listed carbon credits company eki energy a bse sme listed company shot to a billion dollars in market value within 9 months of going public in april 2021 in those heady days The company's market value has not been spared by this year's downturn in the global economy, of course. In this conversation, Dabkara talks about what EKI does, how he came to build the company, and opportunities ahead. Manish, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for making time for this. You're of course a very happening company. Uh, what you've built today, I think, five thousand percent increase in your stock price, the most immediate indicator. you're also in an area of serious interest for the future for pretty much the planet i guess it would help if you can give us a little bit of uh, background about yourself how did you come to start eki and we'll go from there surely surely thanks uh, uh, for uh, this uh, podcast uh, Uh, so start with uh, my um, background uh, i have done uh, uh, be a bachelor of engineering in uh, electrical and electronics and then there after i completed my mtech uh, in uh, master of technology in uh, uh, energy management uh, i i uh, you know uh, this carbon industry had got started during the uh, year 2005 and i uh, i uh, had joined this industry during 2007 so for doing uh, after doing job for uh, approximately one year i had started this organization with a brand name or with a proprietorship firm name as anking international which is now uh, it's our brand name and for 3 years it was like a proprietorship firm from 2008 to 2011 and then uh, the company had got incorporated with the name eki energy services limited how did you think about starting a company like this what were the circumstances back then uh, when you first started this company uh, what gave you the idea yeah so uh, as uh, uh, during 2007 it uh, i was working with a third party inspection company which is one of the world's largest uh, company called as sgs india private limited and um, this sgs is uh, the accredited uh, third party inspection company in in our industry we used to call them as designated operational entity so i started my career as validator and verifier or you can say auditor uh, in the local uh, uh local language we used to call uh, this particular designation as the auditor so uh, 
during the audits uh, when i was working for around one year i found uh, there is highly inefficient number of uh, consultants are there in the industry and i thought um, uh, that uh, yeah, there is a good opportunity to create a organization or uh, to start a organization wherein we would be able to deliver good quality uh, uh, projects uh, timely delivery that was the initial thought uh, when i had started uh, uh, this organization so uh, as of now we do have very good uh, uh, during last uh, 12 13 years uh, we were able to achieve uh, the vision that had been uh, uh, set at its start of the organization so we have um, uh, earlier during that particular time during 5 to 12 uh, uh, the, the time period to deliver the credits or the, the time period to deliver the projects that means getting the project validation registration or getting verification issuance um, uh, there was substantial time uh, the consultant used to take and we have we were able to um, uh, substantially reduce uh, the same and also the rejection rate for uh, the projects that we, they were looking for the earlier the at that particular time the consultants were looking um, uh, for getting the registration verification it was uh, quite high and we were able to substantially reduce the same almost you can say we are we do not have any rejections uh, till day during last uh, uh, 12 13 years uh, um, uh, so that is uh, that is uh, the thing that we were able to achieve and that was the initial thought with which the company had been incorporated thing started give us a couple of examples of you know some of the specific inefficiencies that you wanted to solve I mean, you mentioned rejection rate and the time it took for you to come up with your report and so on so what was it that you were actually studying and what was the this risk of rejection based on what kind of criteria so help us understand that in layman's terms yeah so uh, uh, being uh, into the consultant domain or advisory domain we need to prepare project design documents we need uh, for getting the project validated and registered we need to prepare uh, monitoring reports uh, to get the verification and issuance of the project so uh, we had focused highly uh, focused over uh, the quality um, the document that we used to submit to the third party inspection companies to get uh, the positive validation report positive verification report uh, what uh, what are all the document that we are going to submit? What are all the information that we are going to uh, put in the PDD uh, project design document and monitoring report? So we do we have uh, very good internal checks uh, with the help of which we were able to control the same. And uh, uh, the time period also uh, because of inefficient submission of the document or information in the documents like PDD and MR. Um, we had improved that particular efficiency and that is why we were able to reduce the delivery time period also. So that are, these are the two important points uh, that we were able to achieve. And the third point was uh, during uh, 2005 to 12, because the industry, uh, uh, you can divide this, uh, our carbon credit industry, carbon markets uh, into three different stages. One is uh, uh, from 2005 to uh, 11, year 2005 to 11, then from year 2011 to 2020 and then 2021 onwards so the high rise was there in our industry from 2005 to 11 then it was uh, the dip you can see from 2011 to 2020 earlier the rates were uh, uh, in the range of 15 to 25 euro per carbon credit after that it was there into the cents almost less than half cent dollar um, that means 50 cents uh, uh, dollar from 2021, there is a new industry that we would be able to observe related to the introduction of the Paris Agreement. 
high rise into the voluntary carbon market. So these are the three different periods we were able to see. We the third thing apart from rejection rate, apart from timely delivery, we were able to bring earlier period that means during phase one, majorly European and American companies were predominantly working into our industry into the developing nations like India, China, and other nations, and now. Uh, we were able to bring high momentum uh, uh, while having our existence, having maximum market share in India and in uh, um, uh, in the voluntary uh, carbon markets. Uh, uh, so in India, we do have market share as of now uh, around 90%. In the voluntary carbon markets, we do have market share of around 20 to 30%. So that is uh, another shift we would be able to uh, bring and uh, uh, to bring maximum value for our clients, uh, for the project owners, for the project investors or the pro- carbon grid sellers. To bring maximum revenue, which uh, early in earlier days uh, uh, they used to share high with the European and American companies. So these are the three major differences we would be able to bring um, during last uh, 12, 13 years. Today, of course, a lot of uh, there is quite a bit of interest in carbon credits, just for the sake of completion and also to you know get some of these definitions uh, from your experts' point of view rather than you know the general layman's understanding. Tell us a little bit about uh, what carbon credits were when the whole idea started, who came up with the idea, a little bit of a, maybe a snapshot history. And today, and today, how is it evolving? As you know, the global warming uh, or climate change is happening because of the greenhouse gas effect. To reduce this global warming, to reduce the concentration of the uh, greenhouse gases, uh, all the conversation had started from year 1990s. Um, and so the, this uh, UNF C had constituted during uh, uh, 1990s, uh, this United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. Kyoto Protocol then came into the picture wherein it had been uh, uh, decided or it had been negotiated that all developed nations are responsible for this uh, global warming because uh, they had emitted high emissions to meet their, uh, uh, to uh, obtain their industrialized nation uh, tag, to obtain their high GDP and they are the responsible for the global warming and they should reduce the emissions. And if they are not able to do, then under Article 12 of Kyoto Protocol, it had been allowed to them that they can buy carbon offsets originated or carbon credits originated from developing nations like India, China, Brazil, and other similar nations. And why is it important for this particular fund in the form of climate finance is important for us? Because for us, we do not, we do have less technologies, less high efficient technologies or renewable or new technologies. And um, to buy all those technologies, uh, we need uh, the additional fund and we are able to get this additional fund in the form of climate finance that is uh, through sale of carbon credits. And the mechanism uh, we used to call during the Kyoto Protocol from year 2005 to 2020 is uh, clean development mechanism under Article 12 of uh, the Paris Agreement under which uh, the project should be located in a developing nation which is helping to reduce any of this, that particular seven greenhouse gases either helping to avoid or either help to absorb. So these are the two different uh, kind of carbon credits we would be able to generate. So all the technology-related carbon credits uh, used to come under the carbon um, uh, the avoidance uh, category, carbon credit which comes uh, from the avoidance uh, uh, category. And the second category is uh, the absorption. So carbon sequestration technology or nature-based solutions, so these are the two different uh, categories uh, which uh, divides the whole carbon credit industry into two parts. 
Uh, and uh, apart from uh, the origination, so this uh, the sellers uh, used to generate two types of credits. One is from avoidance category, another one is the sequestration category. And the whole world, you can see again divided into two parts in terms of origination or the sell. So all developing nations used to sell the credits, and all developed nations used to buy the credits. So this is the two different uh, categorization uh, we would be able to uh, uh, observe in our industry. So the next uh, uh, thing is what is carbon credit? So one ton CO2 emission reduction from the atmosphere is one carbon credit. If you do uh, one ton methane emission reduction, so all these seven greenhouse gases, their benchmark uh, uh, heat retention, uh, um, uh, global uh, heat retention capacity, we used to measure it into the tons of CO2 equivalent. So if you are reducing one ton methane, for example, if you have installed a, a biomethanation plant uh, wherein we would be able to capture um, methane uh, for the further uh, uh, for the utilization, either for, for, for the thermal application or for the electrical application. So if you do a reduction of one ton of methane, then it's equivalent to 24 tons of CO2. And so if you do reduce one the methane, then you'd be able to get 24 credits. And similar calculation would be able to do for HFC, PFC, SF6, and other uh, gases, 70 greenhouse gases. So this uh, one carbon credit is one ton CO2 emission, uh, one ton equivalent CO2 emission reduction from the atmosphere. And uh, uh, these carbon credits are then uh, tradable uh, into the two different markets. You can say one is compliance market, that means through Article 12 of the Kyoto Protocol. And another one is a voluntary market. So voluntary itself, this particular word used to, um, uh, it's easy to understand that voluntary means the people are buying the credits for their voluntary obligations, voluntary pledges, like they want to become net zero company, they want to become, uh, they want to achieve net carbon neutrality uh, target, then uh, if they are buying these credits under their voluntary pledges, then uh, uh, the whole industry would get, uh, uh, we, uh, uh, you can say, uh, we, ca we can call that particular industry as the voluntary carbon market or voluntary VCM also. We used to uh, call this particular industry as a VCM industry, voluntary carbon uh, mechanism industry. And another one is the compliance industry. So the compliance industry was there from majorly was from 2005 to 2011. After that, because of uh, the withdrawal of uh, majority nations, uh, majority industrialized nations like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Russia and Japan. Uh, so the compliance market was not there uh, uh, in its existence, but uh, the global compliance market, you can say. But voluntary market had uh, it take, uh, took its uh, shape and size uh, from majorly from um, 2015, 16, or 17. Uh, year 2017, you can say the voluntary carbon markets uh, took its uh, very good shape and size. Uh, um, so this is uh, the whole basics about uh, the Kyoto Protocol. And now the Paris Agreement is here in picture from 1 January 2021. All nations, either developing or developed, they are obligated to reduce the emissions. So the major difference between Kyoto Protocol and Paris Agreement is under, under Kyoto Protocol, all developed nations uh, had been nominated that they are uh, or they are the obligated entities or obligated countries to reduce their emissions. And now under the Paris Agreement, it had been uh, negotiated during COP21 at Paris uh, uh, during uh, 2015. It had been negotiated that now all nations would reduce their emissions and they are, if they are not able to do then under Article 6 of the Paris Agreement, uh, 
the trading of carbon credits are allowed under compliance market but still voluntary market will do uh, survive uh, uh, till whole all countries would not be able to meet their uh, target that they had submitted through nationally national determined contribution documents so this is the whole uh, basics related to the kyoto protocol paris agreement why united nation framework convention on climate change had been uh, formed to reduce the global warming what is carbon credit what is greenhouse gas effect and what are the greenhouse gases okay fairly comprehensive uh, and thank you for your patience with my question now tell us about what's the current state of the carbon trading industry uh, i understand there is now uh, a global credit offset trading mechanism that is going to be developed after cop26 and uh, in that context uh, maybe you can also tell us about uh, the role that you want eki energy to play yes so under paris agreement all nations had submitted their national determined contribution documents uh, few had during 2015 16 few had updated the same few maybe a few nations may be updating the same in next one to two years time period and uh, as you rightly said under uh, during cop 26 during november uh, last year 21 2021 it had been negotiated that all nations had agreed over the article 6 of the paris agreement wherein uh, nations would be able to buy and sell carbon credit to meet their uh, targets uh, if they are not able to achieve under uh, uh, through the indices that they have submitted so under this particular article 6 there are two different articles one is article 6.2 another one is article 6.4 which are very important for the carbon industry uh, under article 6.2 um, uh, two nations uh, would be able to uh, do mou uh, and uh, help each other to reduce emission and then share the emission reductions that they would be able to achieve uh, under the different initiatives and another one is uh, article 6.4 which is quite similar so article 6.2 is quite similar to the uh, article uh, 12 of the uh, kyoto protocol wherein uh, uh, two nations under mechanism called as joint implementation they would be able to uh, invest in each other uh, nation either in the form of projects or other uh, forms and formats and they would be able to share the credit. so similarly uh, uh, similar uh, mechanism so article 6.2 is uh, quite similar to gi of kyoto protocol under article 12 and 6.4 is quite similar to the cdm mechanism so now uh, the cdm mechanism of article uh, uh, 12 of uh, kyoto protocol so now uh, more modalities uh, eligibility criteria all nations are discussing uh, within the nation how which kind of projects they want to keep Uh, within uh, with them uh, to meet their ndc targets and what credits they want to sell to the international carbon markets under compliance mechanism of article 6.2 or article 6.4 so these are all uh, it may take uh, another one to two years time period so next cop is going to happen there at uh, egypt uh, cop 27 and then cop 28 uh, uh, would be uh, uh, going to be uh, conducted there at ue during next year so as of now the voluntary market uh, is uh, is uh, at uh, high it's 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 there it's at high high peak and uh, uh, in anything international uh, our company ek energy services limited is highly focused to develop more and more projects uh, um, either because we do not have any clear um, uh, uh, guidelines in uh, how which kind of project should be developed under the um under the for the compliance program so our main focus is to develop more and more projects 
not only in india but across all developing nations how we would be able to generate more and more uh, uh, projects and how we would be able to uh, bring more and more um, uh, carbon credits in millions uh, uh, carbon credits into the voluntary carbon markets and once the compliance market will be there uh, after cop 27 28 then uh, we would be uh, highly focused to develop um, the projects under both mechanisms voluntary and compliance both explain uh, your work a little bit more at eki energy what what are today the main lines of business i mean as a layperson i understand that you help organizations even nations trade carbon credits beyond that uh, ex- explain that a little bit yes so the services that we do provide uh, uh, are majorly divided into two parts one is giving the advisory services to get to get the project uh, validation and registration and then further subsequently verification and trading verification and issuance of the carbon credit and the second service uh, service uh, we do have is related to the uh, sell of the sell of uh, those uh, carbon credits which are originated or which are uh, registered or verified under uh, uh, the different carbon credit mechanisms so uh, just for information uh, there are different carbon credit mechanisms uh, which do exist uh, in our present carbon markets uh, so this is standards main role is to get the project uh, to approve the project registration and to approve the project verification so that we would be able to get the successful issuance of credit so there are different carbon credit mechanisms one is clean development mechanism another one is verified carbon standard dcs third one is gold standard fourth one is global carbon council gcc fifth one is uh, international renewable certificate so these are there are different uh, mechanisms uh, uh, we give advisory services for the same uh, for their registration verification then second one is verification and then third one is uh, uh, ultimately helping the project investors or the project owners to sell the credits and monetize those the monetize the revenue in the form of uh, monetize uh, the same in the form of uh, uh, climate finance so this is the major services uh, that we do provide uh, uh, in uh, in our first vertical uh, then the second vertical is related to the sustainability services uh, wherein we help uh, Uh, either buyer of carbon credit seller of carbon credit to uh, meet their, uh, their sustainable sustainability pathways to to build their sustainability uh, related policies and disclosures the third vertical of ours is uh, to create nature based solution projects uh, on ground so with the help of uh, uh, shell as a joint venture company we have created uh, a new subsidiary of ek wherein we do put nature based solution projects on ground uh, related to forest agriculture and mangroves and a fourth vertical we do have is related to the manufacturing of cook stoves uh, wherein we distribute uh, cook stoves free of cost to the rural communities in india and abroad and uh, uh, claim uh, carbon credits for the same so these are the four broad uh, verticals uh, we do have with anking uh, international can you briefly walk us through the actual process of buying and selling carbon credits uh, how does a company or an organization or a country buy and sell carbon credits i would imagine it will be some kind of an online platform so would eki supply a platform like that would it be like an exchange how does it actually work yes yeah, so carbon credit is uh, a kind of an environmental commodity and each program or each carbon credit standard either cdm vcs gold standard gcc they do used to have their registry accounts 
So for buyer and seller to buy and sell the carbon credit, they must have their registry account under any specific um, program for which uh, uh, for particular environmental commodity uh, for which they would be looking to buy and sell the credits. So the first process is to have their own registry accounts. Another thing is uh, on how to uh, find a buyer, how to find a seller. So our voluntary carbon markets uh, during year 2013 to 2021, 2022, the majority of the credits or you can say 100% of the credits originated from developing nations like India, China. We do have only one market that is the voluntary carbon market and under, and under voluntary carbon market, there is no any exchange. There is no any regulatory body uh, which used to control over the prices. So it's uh, everything is depending over the networking that we do have, the deep networks that we would be able to create. Uh, 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 for example, if you are a seller, then uh, our deep network we used to help us and all the trades used to happen on over the counter basis. So that means um, if uh, I knew I know uh, any particular um, uh, buyer who is looking to buy the credit, so we do negotiate based on our mutual consensus about the quantity, quality, and uh, price uh, related to that particular transaction. Then we do sign emission reduction purchase agreement. We do transfer the credits, uh, then do raise invoice and get the revenue. So that is uh, uh, the present uh, carbon market structure uh, uh, under which we do uh, work. Uh, and uh, almost 99% of the trades used to happen on over-the-counter basis. And... Um, uh, it's uh, very difficult for uh, the sellers, uh, uh, although for the sellers who are not um, uh, used to work on day-to-day -day basis in the, into the uh, carbon market, since we do work on day-to-day -day basis in the carbon market, so we are able to judge uh, at what price uh, we should uh, be, we should sell the credit because uh, the prices used to vary largely depending over uh, the technology, the carbon credit standard, uh, name of uh, DOE, uh, carbon credit consultant uh, who, who who had executed that particular project what is how how is good is the marketing material the project uh, uh, sustainability development how many sustainable development goal parameters the project is supporting um, uh, then after the vintage uh, of that particular carbon credit so that means uh, when that particular carbon credit had been uh, uh, verified or originated that means at, as per the monitoring period so there are various factors with the help of which uh, uh, we would be able to uh, judge uh, the exact rate of the carbon credits under the voluntary carbon market. And um, uh, the, apart from that, uh, uh, once uh, we are done with the uh, emission reduction purchase agreement uh, with all uh, uh, the terms uh, in reference to the quantity rate uh, and all the different parameters, then um, a buyer and seller to ex execute that particular transaction, we should be having um, the registry account. Apart from that, if if, buy, if buyer is not having, obviously, seller must be having the registry account because that is how they would be able to get the issuance of the carbon credit. But if the buyer is not having the same, but if, for example, if they are the end buyer who is looking to meet their uh, uh, carbon neutrality target or net zero emission target, if they do not want that particular transfer of credit should happen, so they can uh, instruct uh, seller to retire those carbon credits or to cancel those carbon credits within their registry account and give the certificate which is, which uh, registry operator used to uh, issue. So uh, overall carbon credit can uh, used to be utilized either for uh, uh, forwarding or uh, primary trading, secondary trading of the carbon credits and another utilization of those credits would be 
um, can be in the form of retirement of credit so that they used to get retired from the carbon industry and then um, that particular certificate used to uh, get consumed for to achieve or to demonstrate the carbon neutrality or net zero emission targets. Okay. Can you give us a sense of uh, the scale of your operations? I mean, any which way you think is the best way of doing that, maybe in terms of all the carbon credits that you enable trading on a daily basis or whatever you think is the best way of uh, giving us a sense of uh, the scale of operations of your company today. Yes. So scale of operations uh, uh, do uh, bring uh, various numbers. So the most important number is uh, our uh, uh, top line or the sales figure. Uh, during last financial year, uh, it was around 190 crores. During this financial year, uh, it would be ranging in between 1800 to 2000 crores. Uh, so this is the top line. Um, uh, apart from that, the people uh, we do have, uh, uh, they are in the range of around more than 200 Around 700 active projects we are executing, which will do bring uh, around 150 million carbon credits during next financial year. And during last financial year, we had uh, uh, supplied uh, or we had mobilized uh, around 100 million carbon credits. During this financial year, around uh, 90 to 100 million carbon credits we would be able to bring into the international carbon markets. And during next financial year, we would be able to bring more than 150 million carbon credits. So. Uh, we are executing various projects from various sectors, either it's uh, upstream oil and gas, energy efficiency-based projects or renewable energy projects or energy efficiency-based projects, nature-based solution projects, cookstore-based projects. So these are the various uh, uh, different technologies uh, under which we are working and uh, and uh, we are uh, having the largest team in the world, uh, which is executing the largest number of projects and bringing uh, the largest quantity into the international carbon markets. From your point of view, uh, what would be the next big steps for your company over the next 12 to 18 months? So during next 12 to 18 months, uh, uh, the main uh, goal of ours uh, would be to bring more and more uh, carbon credits. Uh, that means uh, more than 150 million uh, credits uh, we, we have target to bring into the international carbon market. Apart from that, um, uh, the two different uh, big goals that we have taken is to bring uh, the large-scale nature-based solution projects there so that we will be able to uh, create the carbon sinks uh, uh, in India or nearby nations, uh, which will do last for uh, 30 to 90 years, depending on the life of that particular uh, species of the forest that we will be able to create. Create big Sustainable agricultural-based projects create big uh, mangrove-based projects. So that is the blue carbon uh, credit that we'd be able to generate uh, from the seashores. And the last goal is um, uh, to deploy more than 10 million cook stores, energy-efficient cook stores at the rural communities so that we would be able to uh, reduce forest degradation and uh, uh, would be able to improve um, uh, uh, the internal environment of the houses uh, because of uh, the high smoke uh, associated diseases used to be there uh, within the rural uh, uh, houses. So that is also the co-benefit that we are able to, we would be able to bring uh, apart from generation of carbon credit from the, all the activities that we'll be going, doing. If you look back at all the work and all the achievements uh, so far at EKI, can you uh, tell us about uh, the most important innovations 
uh, and the expertise that you have managed to uh, bring together uh, that you're really proud of? Yes. So uh, during 2013 to, uh, you, you can say during 2000, yeah, 12, 13 to 2020, uh, very less number of carbon market players were there into the global carbon credit industry. And uh, uh, we feel very proud that uh, we would be able to bring the maximum number of projects. And uh, as, if you see in India, mo- major large scale projects uh, uh, like uh, solar power project, wind power project had uh, had been developed by IPPs, independent power producers during year 15, 16 and onwards. And uh, since we were able to bring, uh, uh, we we had uh, given consultancy or advisory services for, uh, for all those projects. And now all those projects uh, they were they are able to sell the credits and they are able to secure good good uh, uh, good amount of uh, or you can say a good revenue for their uh, uh, renewable energy project so that is uh, uh, the big uh, achievement that we we see uh, uh, the, for all those independent power project uh, power project credits in Corsia, all these credits uh, uh, had been supplied in Corsia mechanism, which is for the airlines to reduce their emissions. They need to buy the credits which are originated during year 2016 to 20. So the majority of the credits we were able to supply, apart from that, in the cryptocurrencies wherein the carbon credits are linked, we were able to uh, supply the majority of the credits in the global carbon market. So these are the few achievements uh, that we do um, uh, have uh, proud of uh, apart from uh, uh, executing uh, a maximum number of projects, having a very good team size, and uh, we, uh, we are able to supply um, a good volume uh, to the international carbon market. So these are the achievements that uh, I think uh, uh, we do have proud of. We are the only listed company in the world. Uh, we are we have we are listed over uh, Bombay Stock Exchange, uh, which is working into this uh, carbon credit domain. So that is the last information I think uh, I want to uh, share. Okay, Manish, uh, really interesting conversation and, and thank you for your patience with my questions. I mean, as you know, my understanding of your work is very, very basic. Um, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Surely, surely, Mr. Hari. Thanks for connecting and thanks for arranging this uh, uh, conversation, sir. That was Manish Dabkara. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.